Hi again, everybody. I'm Derek Gunn. Welcome to the Jacob Media YouTube channel. This is Draft Takes. It is presented by IBEW Local 98. Mark Lynch is the business manager. Hey, a big shout out to everybody who has been following our, the Jacob Media channel for all of our NFL draft coverage. Believe it or not, we have hundreds of thousands of people tuning in since Thursday. We hope you keep tuning in for all of our draft takes. We have an array of football minds that will give their take throughout the weekend. And, of course, the Eagles had a big splash so far in the NFL draft. And I want to hone in on their number two draft pick because the Eagles chose to go back to the offensive line as they did a year ago with their second-round pick. So who better to bring in to talk about offensive linemen than one of my closest friends in the industry, uh, Barrett Brooks, who played in the NFL for 12 years. He knows offensive linemen in and out. And, of course, Barrett, uh, the Eagles – with the second-round pick, they decided to take Cameron Jurgens, a center from Nebraska, 6'3", 303 pounds. Are you surprised they went with another offensive lineman in round two? You know, I'm actually not. You know, what is what is how he said from the beginning? I mean, we're going to make sure that we take care of the line of scrimmage. They don't have a problem with going out and getting quality talent, whether it's a needed talent or, you know, it's, you know, or it's somebody that's, you know, going to be down the road. They're going to make sure they solidify the line of scrimmage. So they stayed steadfast in their theory. They went out and got Cam Jurgens, not Jurgens, Jurgens. Jurgens. Yep, Jurgens. Jurgens. Um, and he's the heir apparent right now to Jason Kelsey. Um, it's crazy because, you know, for the past three years, you know, Kelsey has been year to year. So because yeah. it's been year to year, he doesn't have a problem with this at all. He knows that he's not going to be able to play forever. Father Time is undefeated. So when you look at him, He's going to help this young guy get, his, you know, be in the best situation he can be in as far as helping him along in the process of being an NFL center. Um, Kelsey didn't really have that. He learned on the fly. He just had a great coach that mentored him enough to put him in a position to be a great player. This guy that they just, Cam Jurgens, <laughs> all I can say is he is the next Kelsey, but he may be better than Kelsey because he's in Kelsey right, you know, maybe six years ago, you okay. know, he's had, it's like Kelsey developed into that player. This guy's already at this level and ready to play more. He's got a nasty disposition. I love the fact that he wants to go out there and finish every single play. He has a skill set that he can get up on the second level. They're going to pull him around like they pull Kelsey around. These are, this is a situation where you've got a clean cut, um, probably the best center in the draft. You know, everybody talked about the other kid that got drafted in the first round. I like this kid better because he's nastier than he is. He's a better athlete, and he has long arms, a finisher. This is a great pickup for the Eagles. You know, um, he's not a player that we talked much about or any about all week long on our Sports Day show from 12 to 3 every day, Monday through Fridays, with Barrett Brooks, myself, and Rob Ellis. So um, from my standpoint, don't know a whole lot about him. You know, I've talked to a few people about him just to get caught up. But I'm a little surprised – you know, that the Eagles went center right now when you consider some of the other needs. But when you look at Jurgen's situation, who better to learn the position from than a Jason Kelsey, who was an undersized center, who took a lot of criticism early on in his career, but made himself into a pro bowler in the latter part of his career? This is the latter part, Jason Kelsey, 2.0. That's what Cam Jurgen's is. He's the latter part. He's the guy that, that's going to come in and step in, almost like you understand, a Brett Favre, A-Rod situation. 
you know, he can learn from probably one of the best quarterbacks that ever played a game. Then he comes out ready to play. He's already been baked and, 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 and marinated for a while. Now he comes out, A-Rod becomes, the, you know, the Rodgers we know right now. Kind of the same situation with, with, with this, with Cam Yurgens. You got Kelsey teaching him the way, you know, and, and plus with the best offensive line coach probably in the NFL. This kid's going to come out ready-made. You know, he's already been based. He's already been baked. He'll be ready to play, take the reins and play. And you never know with uh, injuries these days. Yeah. I mean, you know, towards the end of the season, you look at Jason Kelsey, man, he's held together by bubblegum and, t- and duct tape. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He's the walking wounded. I mean, you know, he's an older player and he's a smaller player. I mean, you look at it, this kid is probably like 10 to 20 pounds heavier than Kelsey. Same height, but 10 to 12, you know, 10 to 12 pounds heavier than Kelsey. So he might be better suited to be in the middle and, and bang a little bit. I love this pick. At the time when it happened, I, I, I said it was a luxury pick. But it, it's really a pick in which the Eagles have held steadfast in doing it, you know, since, uh, you know, how he's been here. He yeah. wants to solidify, and that's what we learned from 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 Andy Reid, solidify the offensive line, solidify those trenches, solidify the defensive line, and you can have some success. And that's a theory that has helped this Eagles team thus far. This is probably the the best offensive line, the first, second, third best offensive line in the league. With the addition of this kid, if there is a problem, if somebody does get hurt, we didn't think the same. We thought the same thing at, at, um, at Dickerson. Dickerson was a luxury pick to me. Right. He played the entire season and played well. This might be the same situation. Now, we know we need defense. There's no question that we need a safety and we need a cornerback. Right? We need a, a couple of cornerbacks. But the Eagles saw a need that needed to be filled in the not-so-distant future, so they jumped on the best player as far as, you know, at that position, I think, in the draft. I think he was better than the, the kid from Iowa. I, I, that's, that's, just, that's just what I said. I, I thought that Cepeda and Sayamalu were the prime candidates to make the shift to the so, center position. Opeta, no. Sayamalu, yes. Opeda's not, not – he, he's, he's a good backup. He's a definitely good back, and I can, I'm saying this from experience. He's a good backup, but he is not a starter in the NFL. Wow, you know it's it's hard sometimes, you know, as a player to internalize that and think that. But hey, you know, I I played an extra four years because I took it and ran with it. Tapena is not a guy that I would trust starting, you know, significant reps. He's he's great to come in and be in a band aid, you know what I'm saying? But eventually, you got to rip that band aid off. This kid, Cam Jurgens, if it was a you know, you know, far be from you know, for me for you know to, to say this because I mean I would never say I want right. to get hurt, but if, if Kelsey did get hurt and he couldn't play for the rest of the season, I would not have a problem putting this young man and filling in right now and him playing at a high level. He was a demon out there uh, at Nebraska. I mean, you watch film on him; he's he's technique sound. He has long arms. He understands, you know, how to. Uh, run these zone systems because they yep. that's what the Eagles run. They run a zone off the zone off his line. He can do all that stuff. He can pull around and get that Mike linebacker. He plays well out in space, and he's just so nasty. He wants to finish, and even when the camera's not looking at him, he's still trying to finish the guy that he's trying to block. Yeah. And for a guy of his size, especially in his zone blocking scheme, you had to have the ability to get downfield in a hurry. And when you look at him on tape, he can get downfield in a hurry. And run interference on those linebackers and safeties as well. Yep, absolutely. You know, we we we've seen great offensive lines. You know, I mean, you have especially with covering the Eagles and having 
those two bookends. Right. And, you know, Kelsey made it so you know you got the center being the focal point of the offensive line because he's so good. It's a lot of offensive line to to really flourish. Mm-hmm. Kelsey will mentor this guy. And he'll be the same way. So I mean, I, I I love the pick. And just like you know, just like how Rosen said in his interview in his um his, his post draft last night, this kid will play for a long time. He'll get mentored. And Kelsey loves the fact he was watching film on him. In fact, that's what he said. How he said we sent him a couple film on, on, on a couple offensive linemen they wanted that they wanted to look at, and he loved the kid. And then when they did, but he's one of the thirty kids they brought in. You know, the thirty draft picks that they brought in, right? Uh, see him, and and when he brought him in, he said, "Hey, man, I just talked to Kelsey, my hero." I'm like, "There it is, then. There it is." Kelsey is ready to mentor him. He's going to give him everything he can. His offensive line coach is going to give him all he can. This will be a good player. Pro Bowl, really, really, really soon. Once he starts starting, soon after that, he'll probably become a Pro Bowler, you know, probably at the next year. Really? You think that quickly? Yeah, yeah. This kid is good. He's good. Hey, Barry, don't rule out the possibility also that you know how the Eagles like versatile offensive linemen. He could possibly slide into that starting right guard position as well until he has to make the transition to center. You're absolutely right. You know, you have to be like that with, uh, you know, with, with this offensive line. you got to be able to play both sides, which is – why I don't see why, you know, Dillard, you know, I think they're trying to do Dillard the same way as far as moving him in to play a little left guard, yep. you know, so don't rule that out either. You know what I mean? I, I keep telling people his stock has went up since he played last year. I mean, that, that, it might have been the best thing that ever happened to him that he had to compete for a position. And once Dillard competed, you saw what it is being NFL offensive lineman. He's got bigger, he's got stronger. Yeah, so I like the way he played. You know, he didn't miss a beat when he came in and started a lot last year. So you know, this, this is an offensive line that's going. You don't have to deal with these guys whether they want to pass block, run block, or whatever. These guys will be pretty good this year. Barry, what makes Jeff Stoutland one of the best in the business in terms of not just coaching up offensive linemen, but making them jacks of all trades? Um, really, his ability to 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 get his philosophy to the, you know, to the guys there. You know, when you have a guy like Jason Peters, he took on the philosophy of, of you know, that, that coach. And because of that, Jason Peters was like his, 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 his olive branch. So his olive branch started sprouting olives, you know, with, with guys that, you know, that Jason Peters started coaching. Lane Johnson has the exact same set mm-hmm. that Jason Peters gave, which, which you look at, um, you know, Isaac Sayamalo has that set. Um, you look at everybody that goes through, you know, uh, everybody plays like Jason Peters because Jason Peters learned that yep. while I was a line coach. So once, you know, get one guy to buy in, a guy that's going to be a future uh, future gold jacket wearer, then everybody starts to see that and see the success that that has. And they start taking on those characteristics. You know, that's, that's, what, that's what makes these guys so good. You know, their ability to see the vision through Jason Peters and from that, they see the success that he's had. Because they have see that success, it's easy to get those guys to buy in, you know. So everybody wants to play like, you know, they say like Mike or like Jason Peters. So that's why they play like that. You know, you were you were a second round draft pick also back in the day. So so tell me, what was your mindset like making a transition from college ball to the pros? What were some of the things that you wanted to make sure you did when you walked into that Philadelphia Eagles organization? as a new professional athlete and of course an organization drafting you that high in the second round 
I knew I was going to have to play. I knew I was going to have to play early. I didn't know I was going to be starting. In fact, right. I thought they, they brought me in to be a guard. But uh, with all the things that happened with Bernard Williams and, you know, he couldn't count, he couldn't stay off the pot, I was thrust into starting at left tackle. Now, left right. tackle is a hard position to play, especially with the pass rushers that I had to face back there, Derek Thomas, uh, Pat Swilling, uh, you know, uh, you know, guys like Charles Haley, um, you know, Leslie O'Neill, Bruce Smith. I mean, these are guys that I was facing every single weekend. Chris Dolman. You know, it never got easy. Every week that I played, I played against somebody that was good, that was great, actually. I mean, Reggie White, Mr. White. I call him Mr. Everybody else calls him <laughs> You know, because of that, I had to make sure that I learned as much as I could from the veteran guys. You know, Riley McKenzie, one of the original Hogs, he was my starting center, my starting left guard. Was Guy McIntyre. You know, he played in all those Super Bowls, you know, with – you know, Dwight Clark and those guys. You know, so I wanted to, you know, pattern myself after those guys to see what it is to be an NFL pro. And that's why, you know, I think I had some success because I had great mentorship from guys like Mac and guys like Robert. You know, those two took me under their wing and, and you know, and, and, and fed me what I needed to be fed to have a long career. You know, it helped me out a lot. So same thing with having an offensive line coach like that and having guys like Kelsey in the room and Lane in the room because – you can see the success of, of what Coach Stoughton is trying to teach. And when you see guys like Lane yep. and Jordan Malata play the way yep. they're playing and at the level that they're playing, it's easy to take on their characteristics because you see that product works. So, I mean, that's what it is. Both of those guys sit just like Jason Peters. So why not, you know, you know, look at a guy like Kelsey as Jurgen comes in and just feed off him, take as much as he can off of him, you know, and, and, and really pattern himself after a guy that has some great success. And I'll probably say that, you know, Kelsey, once he does hang it up five years, ten years later, he's going to wear a gold jacket also. Mm. You know, co- compared to the way Jurgens will be taught to block in the NFL today, is it vastly different than the way you were taught when you came into the league back in the 90s? Oh, absolutely. It, it, it wasn't until – Guys like Kevin Mawai, um, that you have smaller centers, you know, Stepnowski, right. that have these smaller centers that can move and, and, and get to that second level. It used to be that, you know, you just use power, you know, drive blocking to get to that second level. But once you got guys that can really, you know, Demonte Dawson, you know, who can pull around, you know, instead of guards pulling all the time, you have a guy like Demonte Dawson pull or, 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 or you know, a, a guy – that's, you know, versatile enough to not just, you know, drive block, but can pull around to get that linebacker in zone speed. You know, once they figure that, if you block that guard down and pull mm-hmm. Stepanski around or pull Kevin Mawai around and they can get to the second level, the running game changed. Um, you know, it, it made it made you more versatile as an offensive line because you could now get to that Mike linebacker. You, Mike linebacker used to make all the plays because you couldn't get to him fast enough. Well, these smaller centers, these quicker centers were able to get to him and it really changed and revolutionized how you block run schemes because now you can get to that Mike linebacker, and that's why longer runs were being broke because you could block everybody on the field. It used to be that Mike linebacker was almost unblockable. Uh, you couldn't block him. With small guys like that, they would get to that second level, put their hand there, boom, get to that second level to block those linebackers. So you think your smallest frame right now is an attribute more so than a hindrance when, you, when you're lining up against 330, 340-pound D-tackles? You know, those type of D-tackles used to be a rarity in the National Football League. Now they're becoming more commonplace. And that was one of the things on Kelsey. 
you know, earlier in his career that he used to get pushed around so-called by these bigger D tackles. But but do you think he needs to add maybe five or ten more pounds? Or they have him listed at 303 right now. Is his body type conducive to the style of play for that position now? And he might be a little better at 300 than Kelsey is at, at, at 275, 280. Okay. Think, you know, he's, he's just as good as athlete as Jason Kelsey. Um, but he he's bigger, so a bigger frame. So he might be a little, you know – more apt to be able to you know play against these bigger offensive line, these bigger defensive linemen that he's going to be blocking. You know he has a little more weight, you know a little bit, a little bit more lead in his in his in his shorts than uh, Kelsey does. So yeah. you know, see, you know, I mean, I like his size. Um, you definitely didn't see that it was it was it was hurt him as far as getting out of running, and uh, you you know you saw how explosive he was when he's blocking the line of scrimmage or when he's getting up to the second level blocking those linebackers. It's the first down type of guy, but he he's he's the new wave type of center that you want, like the Kevin Mawaj and the guys like that. Now, we know Jason Kelsey will be his primary mentor, but would it be in his best interest to go up and down that line? You got a, you got a Pro Bowl right tackle over here, all right? You got um, Sayomalo here. You got Malata over there. Malata's still a young player who took a long time to develop, but, man, look at how he has developed. Would it be in Jurgen's best interest to go from tackle to tackle and absorb all the knowledge he possibly can, and especially even from some of the backup guys like Herbig, in terms of how to stay in the league, how to make yourself relevant, not just for a couple of years, but for long term? No question. No question. You mean you, you, you have to, you know, take from everything. You know, as a center, you got to know everybody's job, everybody's assignment. You know, and I think that's what elongated my career because I knew exactly what the center was going to do. Even though I might be starting left tackle, I knew what the right tackle was going to do, the right guard, what the center was going to do because towards the end of my career, I even played in a, in a game. I played the Cleveland Browns one year where I played right tackle, went in a left guard, and then played center, and then went back to, uh, to, 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 to the guard position. So I played all three in one game. The more you know – the more successful you can be because you know what everybody else is doing on the field. You can make the call. You know what the call is, and you know how to react, you know, even though you're playing another position. Plus, it just helps to know, you know, guys like Lane who, who, who's going to give you that attitude, that nastiness, and, you know, a guy like Jordan Malata who's one of the freakish athletes in the world, you know. It's good to really know what everybody's going to do on the field. That way you know you really don't have to ask any questions. You know exactly what's going to happen because you've already – took care of the intangibles of knowing your playbook, making sure that you can, you know, block whatever you need to block. And the more you can do, the longer you can be in, this, in the league. You know, Nebraska, of course, being in the Big Ten, and, of course, we, we've we talked about on Sports Take how the Big Ten cranks out some massive and very productive offensive linemen year in and year out. And then I saw this note about Jurgens. He is the highest drafted Nebraska player, not lineman, player since 2011. So I think that says a lot about his pedigree in terms of him being drafted that high in the NFL this year. Well, no question about that. You know, I mean, Nebraska wasn't Nebraska of old. You know? I mean, it's not like when Irvin Fryer was the number one pick in the draft. You know, he was, yeah. he was the guy coming out. You know, that flanker type of wide receiver. Um, and it's no longer, you know, the Tommy Frazier, you know, uh, Amon Green, you know, those guys coming right. out. Um, you know, they, they've kind of, since they've moved to the Big Ten, they, they've kind of slowed down and being that factory of, a, you know, back when I was in, in the, it was the big eight back then, you know, a guy like Zach Weaver, Corey Schlesinger, you know, guys like that were coming out, you know, all the time. So, uh, 
you know, it, it really, you know, it really was a factory, especially, you know, Grant Winstrom, the defensive end. Um, you know, so many great athletes that would come to this little town in Nebraska yeah. and, and play Nebraska football. You know, they were ranked at the top of, in the nation for years and years and years when, you know, when, uh, you know, they were really the tops in, in the Big A Conference. So I remember, you know, when I first heard about the Big A Conference, you knew about the big name teams, but I went to Kansas State. Kansas State won the teams that nobody knew about. It was uh, Kansas State and Iowa right, State, right. two unknowns in the Big Big Eight uh, Conference. You know, eventually we jumped up there and we became, you know, one of the powerhouses. You know, like myself and you know guys like uh, uh, um, Scrolls start coming out. You know, we started getting a little name then. But man, you know, it, Nebraska back then, you name it, bro. They they had everything come out of there from defensive backs to receivers, the running backs, you know, Lawrence Phillips, you know, remember all those guys used to come out from Nebraska. Remember? The mere fact this kid got drafted high as he is just goes to show how good he really is. I, I heard they made a promise to him to say, hey, you're in the second round, we're going to get you in the second round. Well, how he promised them and he came through in his promise. He was sitting there in the second round and they picked him up. You grew up in a bigger city environment of St. Louis. Of course, you went to K-State. Um, Nebraska's in Lincoln. It's a good-sized city, but it's not Philadelphia. No, not even close. What, yeah. what, what advice would you give to a young guy coming from the likes of Lincoln, Nebraska, to Philadelphia in terms of don't be overwhelmed by the magnitude of the city, the passion of the fans, and the onslaught of media? It's a different world, man, you know. Um if there was anything, you know what? I mean, they, they probably will allow me to talk to the rookies when they do come in. Yeah. The Eagles usually invite me to talk to them, me and a couple other uh, people, uh, you know, players that play for them that still live in the city. And, you know, the first thing I probably tell them, you know, just like you said, don't be overwhelmed. You know, I can remember the first time I got here and people in South Philly Park right in the middle of the street. I'm like, what is this? I mean, who does this? You know what I'm saying? You can't park in the middle of the road. I mean, it's not like they're, they're not parking spaces. They're just right. lanes. You know, they just park right there. So that, that was different. Uh, you know, it's just a different environment. Fans are definitely different because, you know, Nebraska has the nicest fans in the world. I mean, yep. nice fans. You know, those, those fans, you know, hey, you know, I remember they come in, we, they kick our butt as we're leaving out. Hey, maybe you'll get them next time. You know, good job out there. You guys played hard, you know, but, you know, our Cornhuskers are pretty good. They're just nice fans. Well, he, they might not be as nice, you know, here in Philly. So just be ready to play. Keep your nose clean and make sure you, uh, you know, you, you, you tend to your business. You know, if you go out and give your all, the city will yeah. love Hey, he is Barrett Brooks. He is one of a kind. Uh, he is a great guy. I'm giving you so many props. I can't believe it, but I have to because you are who you said you are. Of course, uh, hey, big shout out to all the people out there uh, watching the Jacob Media channel. Hey, keep hitting the like buttons every time you watch this. And more importantly, keep subscribing to the Jacob Media channel as well. And also, don't forget to watch Barrett, myself, and Rob Ellis every day, Monday through Fridays, from noon to 3 on Sports Take, right here on the Jacob Media channel. And also, hey, don't forget, make your summer plans for sports right now with yours truly, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, and myself. And get your summer plans in order right now at Ocean Casino Resort the exclusive provider of all Jacob Media content. Go for the beach, go for the win. This is Draft Takes. It is presented by IBEW Local 98, Mark Lynch, business manager. For Barrett Brooks, I'm Derek Gunn. Thanks for tuning in.
In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org.